0: hello and welcome to the brain care podcast a practical and impactful series of snappy episodes on how to optimize your mental health and performance so you can reach your full potential my name is dan murray serta and i'm the co-founder at heights we make smart supplements and clever content with the world's leading experts to help you take care of your brain so it can take care of you Joining us for Mental Health Awareness Week is Noel Mustafa. She's a full-time PhD student studying clinical neuropsychology and a part-time brain and mental health educator and therefore influencer known as The Brain Coach on Instagram, where she has amassed herself 550,000 plus followers through sharing tips, do's and don'ts, advice and all things to do with the brain and of course, science. So thanks so much for coming on the show, Noel. Firstly, how are you would be the most important and relevant question.
1: Hi Dan, thank you so much for having me on this podcast. I am doing well. Uh, I'm in Toronto here, so we've been basically in lockdown the entire year. But you know, I'm keeping busy. I'm doing what I can with what I have, and it's going well.
0: So, Noel, for those that don't know you, can you just give a brief introduction so people have some uh, some insight?
1: Yeah. Uh, so I am a you know mental health educator. I'm a researcher as well, and a full time PhD student studying clinical neuropsychology here in Canada. I'm also uh, a first-generation immigrant and uh, really passionate about advocating for mental health because of that reason. That's the exact reason why I created my account on Instagram. So yeah, really passionate about mental health and that makes me even more excited to talk about what we're going to discuss today.
0: So people often think that the only mental health treatments that exist are medication and therapy, right? And although those are very effective and necessary, um, especially in the event of serious cases, I think it'd just be great to know what other ways we can take care of our mental health are.
1: Yeah, uh, so medication and therapy is there. Psychotherapy is the only form of therapy a lot of people think is the intervention type of treatment, but therapy means doing anything that allows you to get more clarity and understanding of your own mental health and, you know, just general awareness. And that can be done in various ways. So you can practice self-care every day for yourself. You can journal your thoughts, practice breath work, meditation, move your body in some way. There's so many different ways that we can take care of our mental health on a daily basis instead of actually seeking out professional help. But if it does get to severe form where it is not manageable, then yes, medication and therapy might be beneficial.
0: Obviously, we're talking over a period of, you know, we're just coming out of lockdown in the UK, so you're still in lockdown. How do you think that COVID-19 has had an effect on people's mental health from what you've seen?
1: Oh, gosh, it's been a ride for all of us. I think collectively, we've been, you know, experiencing grief, exhaustion increased level of anxiety and depression that the healthcare system is seeing. There has been relationship issues, increased substance abuse. There's a lot going on. And I think what we can hold onto is our resiliency as human beings and just being adaptive. We can come out of this and we've been going through it for a year now and we were sticking strongly together and trying to make the most out of the situation. And I think that's what we need to do, just hold on to our strengths and uh, focus on hope, you know, <laughs> vaccinations are out. So I'm, I'm happy to hear that there's some hope now.
0: I think there's been, you know, somewhat of a story of um, collectivism as well, right? So people going through this together and not to speak to a mental health advocate and tell her what to say and what to do, but it would be great to start with connection, I guess, because it's such an obvious one.
1: Yeah, social connection. Um, It's been tough for people who love to connect in person, but we can get creative in the way we connect with people. And I think a sense of connection allows us some time to get out of our own heads and just listen to other people's perspective Uh, figure out how we can create a support system for ourselves when our mental health deteriorates. So connection is very, very important. And uh, it does, even research shows it helps with our mental wellness. So whatever we can do, even if we don't have good connections with our family members, we can still establish connections with our friends or other people in the community. If you want to do it virtually or in person, whatever the restrictions and conditions are in your area.
0: (laughs) Okay, so that's one Nine left. Yeah.
1: I think there are a few things that we can do that are affordable ways to take care of our, of our mental health. So one of them is sleep. Um, sleep is important for a number of reasons, especially when it comes to our brain functioning. So it allows our nerve cells to communicate with each other. And our brain and body stay quite active while we're sleeping, it actually plays a role in like a housekeeping role for us. So it removes toxins in our brain and allows us to kind of recuperate overnight. So this is why sleep is so, so essential. And a lot of people don't take it as seriously because we don't really see the effects until sleep is neglected for a while. So I'd say seven to nine hours of sleep is optimal for your mental wellness. Another thing is nutrition. Our brain functions best when it gets nutrient-dense foods. So eating high-quality foods that contain a lot of vitamins, minerals, especially antioxidants, they nourish the brain in a way and protect it from oxidative stress. So this is the waste, so the free radicals that are produced in the body. It allows us to recuperate damaged cells. This is why nutrition is so important. So maybe ditch the junk food, ditch Uber Eats every you know few days a week, um, and focus on eating whole foods and maybe you know, a diet like the Mediterranean diet that really focuses on these things. Another thing that helps improve mental wellness is exercise. Exercise is something that stimulates the brain plasticity, uh, so it allows us to grow new connections between cells. And it's really important for the cortical areas of our brain. The research actually suggests that, Exercise increases growth factors in the brain. So it increases that neuroplasticity that we need. And also it boosts mood. So if you notice that you move your body for a little bit, you'll know that jump in your mood right away. So, in terms of exercise, if we can go outside and get sunlight exposure as well, that's definitely also very helpful in our mental well being. So, basically, sunlight triggers the release of serotonin in the brain. And this is a hormone that's associated with boosting mood and helping a person feel calm and focused. Without enough sun exposure, uh, our serotonin levels can dip. And if that happens, you might notice a significant change in your mood so that you might feel down or low. And actually, if it gets to a point uh, which is very severe, some people end up experiencing seasonal affective disorder, which is directly associated with exposure to sunlight. You know, as much sun as you can get, do it, especially if you live in a, in a city like mine where it's very cloudy most of the days. Anytime the sun's out, I'm like, hey, 10 to 30 minutes of exercise, it's going to be outside today.
0: Okay, so we've got sleep, eating a well-balanced diet. You've mentioned getting plenty of sunlight, activity or exercise and connecting with others. So five down, five to go. What else do you suggest?
1: Another really important thing to consider for our mental wellness is creating a routine and structure in our day. So even if you don't typically do well on a strict schedule, having a routine can be helpful in times of unpredictability, uncertainty, and stress. It doesn't need to be a complicated routine. Keep it simple, but focus on things that you can control. So if you're completely not used to a routine, then a good place to start might be setting a time for when you wake up, when you go to sleep, when you have your meals. So it allows some sort of structure in your day. So during the days when you feel overwhelmed, you at least have some things to focus on instead of getting lost in your mind and just having those kind of feelings inflate So yeah, routine and structure would be number five. And number six would be changing your mindset. So work on actively allowing yourself to change your mindset. Our thoughts can be really powerful and everything we do in our lives starts with our thoughts and which then lead to emotional reactions and associated behaviors. Unfortunately, when we remain stuck in this victim or self-doubt mindset, we keep reliving experiences of our past, especially the negative ones, because those are what our brains tend to hold on to the most, unfortunately. So repeating these memories causes us to think in the past and keep feeling these emotions over and over. And research shows that our body does not know the difference between an emotion being experienced due to a past moment or an emotion being experienced currently in the present moment. So if we keep bringing up the past, we're reliving those emotions over and over, and that can get really exhausting. So allow yourself to understand that, okay, if I'm ruminating about the past, let me just set that aside, maybe schedule a time in, if you can't stop yourself from thinking about it, set a time in the day and be like, hey, that's the time I'm going to talk about, I'm going to think about these things, but other than that, I'm going to focus on the present. Um, So number eight is to practice self-compassion. This comes back to changing your mindset. It's, It's kind of related because there's going to be times when you make mistakes or when you do something that goes wrong. And this is the time when we have to be kind to ourselves. There's no one else we can rely on to be our biggest supporter than ourselves, and Unfortunately, we tend to be more critical of ourselves than we are with anyone else. You'll notice that if you ever decide to support a friend, you'll be supporting them in this open mindset, thinking of alternatives and having this self-compassion for them. And we, we just don't do that for ourselves. So it's, I think it's beneficial where we can be our own friend and practice that self-compassion, speak to ourselves in a non-judgmental way and provide alternative responses to a situation. And the next one is set realistic goals for yourself. So expecting way too much of ourselves and trying to aim for perfectionism can result in feelings of anxiety or depression. And the pressure can be from within or it could be external. So either we have set goals that are too high for ourselves or we're in an environment where people expect too much from us. But it's important to just set achievable goals, know where you're at and how much you can do, and set boundaries around people that are expecting too much from us because that's gonna deteriorate our mental health and we're not even gonna be able to achieve the goals that we can do.
0: Beautiful. Well, that was amazing. Thank you. So, um, I'm glad you'll be joining us to talk uh, on the next episode about best mental health activities that we can do uh, to improve our mental well-being and our brains. So, we'll see you on the next episode.
1: Sounds good. See you then.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Brain Care Podcast. Don't forget to leave us a review and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And follow us at Your Heights on Instagram and Twitter for daily doses of brain care. Did you know Heights started as a newsletter that I've written every week for years? I'm still doing it, and I'd love it to reach your inbox too. So, for weekly science-backed emails on the best ways to take care of your most important organ all in under three minutes, sign up at yourheights.com forward slash Sundays. See you next week.